brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's mildly entertaining for about 22 and a half minutes. When we stretch. You know, on a good day. We're banned in, I don't know, half the countries of the U.N. and uh, most of the former Soviet bloc. Uh, three or four states, two counties. By the we're way, not, roll tide. We're not allowed in many county parks at this point, and the dog won't even talk to us. This is Made Man Bob. Joining me today are Made Man Brent. It's definitely a pleasure to be here tonight. Good old boy, Harmeet. Howdy. And Made Man Maury. I'm just here for the booze. Yeah, well, then nothing much has changed. Uh, Brent, Maury, and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in seven states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our Native American spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Our show is sponsored in part by The Bourbon Review, a quarterly magazine and online source for all things bourbon. You can find them on Facebook or at their website at www.gobourbon.com. Go bourbon! And also at Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic uh, Machines. Enomatic Machines. Go yeah. Fine Spirits! Serving great <laughs> wines and whiskeys and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show is a distiller's takeover show featuring products from the 1792 distillery. Uh, we'll cover some background on the distillery as well as on the individual products we'll be tasting. Our samples today were graciously provided to us by Amy Presky from Sazerac Company. Thank, thank you, Amy. Thank you, thank you, Amy. Amy, you're the best. Go, Amy. And here's a short list of what we're going to be uh, discussing today. We're going to be we tasting. Do that, can, can I just say? Maury sounded like a perv just now when he said go Amy. I mean, yeah, totally, well, you perved out right. Yeah. Well, if you'd been drinking for as long as I've been drinking, waiting for Bob, that might be it. <laughs> That's all right. All right, here's what we're tasting today. We're going to be tasting the 1792 Small Batch, the 1792 Sweet Wheat, the 1792 single barrel, the 1792 port finish, and the 1792 full proof. I detect a theme. And we're going to ask Brent to give us a little story on the history of the uh, Old Barton 1792 distillery. Uh, thank you. Uh, the history of the distillery can be traced back to John Greaves Mattingly, whose roots go back to 1845 with the J.G. Mattingly and Sons Distillery in Louisville. His grandson, Benjamin F. Mattingly married Catherine Willett of the Willett family, who owned and operated a distillery at Morton Springs, just south of Bardstown. Sometime after Benjamin started working at the family distillery, another distiller by the name of Thomas S. Moore married into the Willett family. 
1876, the two men took over the distillery from their father-in-law and they changed the name to Mattingly and Moore, where they made Mattingly and Moore bourbon, Bell of Nelson's Morton Springs rye. The distillery was sold in 1881 to a group of investors, but Tom Moore continued to work at the distillery until 1899 when he built his own distillery next door. Tom began producing his own brands, Tom Moore, Daniel Boone, and Silas Jones Whiskey. In 1916, Mattingly and Moore went bankrupt, and the distillery was subsequently acquired by Tom Moore, and the property combined with his own distillery. Thomas S. Moore ran the distillery until Operation ceased due to Prohibition. In 1934, the distillery was reopened by his son, Con Moore. It was subsequently sold in 1944 to Chicago businessman and liquor dealer Oscar Getz. Under his ownership, the name of the distillery was changed to the Barton Distillery, and they produced the Tom Moore and Kentucky Gentleman brands. This was later consolidated into the Barton Brands Company. Barton Brands then acquired the Glenmore Distillery in Owensboro, Kentucky, along with its brands, distillery, and bottling facility. After shutting down the distillery at Glenmore, they began making Glenmore's Kentucky Tavern brand at the Barton Distillery. In the early weeks, in the early 1980s, they also acquired several brands from Hiram Walker companies such as Ten High, Walker's Reserve, and Imperial, and began making them at the Barton Distillery. Oscar Getz was fascinated by the history of distilling in Kentucky and, a, and such as he created the company museum to house his extensive collection of distilling memorabilia. Upon his death in 1983, his widow donated the collection to the city of Bardstown, which moved the collection of Spalding Hall in downtown Bardstown to create the Oscar Getz Museum of Whiskey History. I've never been there yet, but... Uh, you need I, to definitely go. No, I know. I, as many times as I've been to Bardstown, I really need to get into there. Why not? Yeah. In, in 2002, the company released 1792 Ridgemont Reserve, their first super premium band brand. And in 2008, the name of the distillery was changed back to the Tom Moore Distillery. And in 2009, the Sazerac Company, owners of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, purchased Barton brands, including their brand catalog, the distillery, and the bottling facility in Orleansboro. Sazerac subsequently changed the name of the distillery back to the Barton Distillery, and then again to the 1792 Distillery. There's a story there with the Ridgemont Reserve, isn't there? That I'm not I'm not sure. Who's, who's more familiar with the Ridgemont Reserve story? Well, when it originally was released, it was Ridgewood Reserve, but I believe that there was a conflict with uh, the folks over at uh, Woodford and they subsequently changed the name. There's there's some bottles floating around out there with the original name on it that are supposedly collectible. Um, I don't collect bottles. I drink them. So. Yeah, it's the same juice. Yeah. But Ridgewood Reserve became Ridgemont Reserve, which is how I first saw the, the product. Now, that, that's, that's completely gone too now, right? Yes, it is. Yes, and they changed it to 1792. Yeah. Now, according to the producers, the 1792 name is a bridge from America's rustic past to a new future. I guess you could call it a, a highbrow sophistication kind of kind of name. And, uh, what was 1792 again? What was that? That's yeah. the year that Kentucky was admitted as a state to the United States. I think it was June 1st, 1792. They celebrate that, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The facility covers 196 acres and includes 28 traditional rickhouses which hold 19,600 barrels each 
and the pallet style warehouse holds 76,000 barrels. They have 13 mash tanks totaling 650,000 gallons of fermenting mash. So there you go. There's a little bit of history of the current info of the 1790 distillery. And now we're going to have uh, Harmeet tell you a little bit about our uh, SIPs rating. Okay, kids. If you've been a listener to the show, you probably know this already. Um, we, we give ratings as a number of SIPs. Bob, you got the, the, the good old sound effects ready? Let's do this thing. Well, one sip. Give me a glass of water and wash out my mouth. Gungadine, water. Gungadine, bring water. Bring water. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. That's interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another, man. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Again, the sound Harmeet has never heard. <laughs> All right, thanks it's always, for it's always no, no, thanks for no. your overly dramatic reading. Uh, let's get right into it. Maury's going to introduce our first product today. Go ahead, Maury. All right, thank you, Bob. Our first product is the original namesake offering from the 1892, excuse me, from the 1792 distillery called the Small Batch. He's, he's had a few drinks. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Clocking in at 46.85% ABV, it won a 2016 gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits competition. The color is a dark golden caramel. On the nose, I get vanilla. Notes of honey, citrus, and baking spice. It has some nice wood undertones. That's a lot of wood, actually. On the palate, it's quite tannic and fairly peppery, with a heavily wooded flavor profile. A hint of maple is noticeable, but more than anything, what stands out is the dry, tongue-coating mouthfeel. The finish is dry oak and vanilla with a medium length. I really thought that this is a modest entry and it's just that it's just that it's an entry level i think it's pleasant i think it's drinkable but i'd give it a two sip rating what else do you have well isn't that nice what do you guys think um well you know what i i get a little bit of uh i get a little bit of coffee with that and if you and at the end i get a little bit of a fig uh boldness and boldness of the rye but yeah i definitely i definitely pick up on the fruitiness on there yeah yeah what's your rating uh my rating i get i have to give this i'm gonna give this a solid two though okay i'd almost like to give it a three well, isn't that nice? arm you got anything i i the the oak was a little bit overpowering for me a lot of clove a lot of cinnamon the water helped it a bit i i gave it a three actually but the water interesting and I gotta agree. I, I gave it a three as well. It's uh, it's a good solid whiskey. So we'll be back to discuss some more.
clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever All right, we're back with our episode on 1792 Distillery. Our next product is the 1792 Sweet Wheat. And we're going to have Harmeet tell us his thoughts on it. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Bob. Uh, the 1792 Sweet Wheat is a lie. It's not sweet. <laughs> it's not sweet, It's guys. just a name. It's just a name. Yeah. It's marketing. It's, it's a weeded whiskey, but it's yeah, not sweet. It's, it's a weeder. Where we did a weeder show, I think, on this one, too, didn't we? Yeah. 45.6% uh, ABV, 2016 World Whiskies Award Silver Medal winner. So, uh, you know, the standard 1792 uh, we were talking about earlier was uh, is a high rye bourbon. Uh, was it 15%? Do you know? Anybody know the percentage on that? It's like 10 to 15%. It's a high rye. Uh, this one is different. Rather than using rye as a second grain, we're using wheat. So, hence, it's a wheat whiskey or a weeder, or a, as they call it, a sweet wheat. So, I went into this one. I haven't tasted it in a long time. When it first came out, I did. And um, so, I was expecting sweet. And I was I was fooled, but I did get a nice floral note when I first poured it in the glass. Beautiful color, uh, tropical tropical fruits. Um, I got some apple and peach on it, but peach really stuck out for me. Um, and the palate, they say they get coconut and cinnamon. I didn't get that. To me, the coconut didn't come out. It was more vanilla and the gingerbread. The oak is a little bit lighter than on the first one, and the finish was warm. And I gave it a three. Interesting. Maury, what would you think? Well, I liked it much better than the first offering. I thought that it was soft. I thought it was sweet. Uh, not overly sweet, but certainly had a sweet note. And it um, it was balanced. It's all in your head, man, because they said sweet on the bottle. <laughs> it's deceptive. No, but I thought it was balanced. I thought it had uh, it did have nuts of fruit. It was not overly wooded like the first one. Um, and I agree, the finish warm was warm and lingering. So I'd give it a solid three sips. Interesting. Right. Brent? That sweet word really threw me off as well. Because you're expecting, you know, when someone says sweet, you just don't think of sweet wheat. You're, you know you're getting wheat, but you just think, in your mind, you're thinking sweet. Mm -hmm. And and you don't you don't but, get that. I know? mean, you know, thinking of weeded whiskeys, I can't really think of a, a weeded bourbon I've ever had that I would call sweet. So no, I didn't, I, I've, I didn't no. expect it to be no, sweet. No, I mean, yeah. but I think yeah. in your brain, your brain just says something sweet, and you just kind of expect that in your I've brain. I've gotten more caramel and honeyed yeah. creme brulee notes with high wheats. But you I know what? Get you, I, I can get you some Splenda if you want. Yeah, yeah that's what I, that's. But, but you know, I mean, on the, nose, on, everything. I got, on the nose, it was nice. I got a, uh, you know, I got a, like a buttered toast and honey you know mm -hmm. kind of uh, scent on the nose and but in the uh, with the palate besides the fruit and in uh, the pepper that I get I get a little bit of pepper but I get a I get a little bit of tobacco taste and my and after 
and for the finish I kind of it's with the most of these I kind of get like a a, a sawdust finish is that what the best way to sort describe of dry it? dry it's a, yeah it's a, it's a tannic finish yep. and yeah. the, because you're talking about thank you I'm gonna have to try the sweet wheat again yeah but um you know but it was very good it was just still with everything that it, it was there the first time I tried it I wasn't and I wasn't impressed with it and then I let it sit for a little while I came back to it again and I was I very much enjoyed it now I'm gonna give this a very solid three that's because you drank quite a bit before you came back to it <laughs> well this is one that I think actually benefits with a little air um, if you pour it in a glass give it a you know, walk away come back in about five or ten minutes um, it really opens up for me I, I definitely get some coconut I get some vanilla a little bit of gingerbread um, you know I, I I think it was a great offering I gave it a solid three interesting yeah, I, I think I'm gonna let this sit on my uh, sit on the table in front of the mic for me because like you guys say give it some time right I'll, the, I'll come back to a, it. a glass of whiskey is never sat on a table in front of you who are you kidding <laughs> all right <laughs> salivating we're, sorry I'm just looking we're gonna, we're all gonna right, ask Brad for to another. introduce the next one which is the 1792 single barrel so go ahead okay yeah we have the uh, the single barrel and it's uh, 49.3 uh, percent alcohol yeah percent alcohol the um, one thing every all this single barrel this all this uh, the bourbon that they have for the single barrel was all distilled and aged right there at the uh, at the distillery in Bardstown and uh, so the 98.6 was the release that they had for it you know for the proof um, the Every one of these bottles is, uh, you know, it's. If you look at the bottles, it's a nice bottle. It looks like a kind of like an Art Deco bottle, you know. So, it's it's very nice. But the color of it, when you look at it, it's nice, got a nice gold, nice gold color to it. Nice gold and copper color. Uh, it's almost like a like a like a used leather. Uh, on the nose, I get a little bit of lemon, apples, butterscotch, and uh, just a hint of ginger. Then. Uh, on the palate, it's I get some caramel and butterscotch, and uh, get a little bit of heat of the rye, and I still get the lemon, but it's uh, it's kind of a sharp bite for the finish. So uh, the uh, it's it's good. I like this one. I like this one, but it's a it's a solid three for me. Right. Interesting. Um, I mean, for me, this one, yeah, I definitely get the caramel. I I, I got a, a very faint but very distinct banana in this. Wow, I we didn't talk about our reviews, but that's exactly what I hit yeah. about. I, I got agree. tropical fruit and I got banana, and it's it's you know it, it's definitely present. I, I I can barely taste it in the standard offering, but in the single barrel and the higher proof ones, it really seems to come through. A um, little bit of cinnamon spice on the end. Um, I'm glad they're doing a single barrel one. I, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's a pain to do a single barrel bottling because you get you can't run it on you know on a, on a main line. You've got to do that on a small line that allows you to you know, hand barrel and hand bottle these things. Do they um, do they have any information on the barrel and uh, barrel of these? No, no, they don't have. I, they don't put on like you know the rick or, or where it was or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I give the I give this I give this a solid three. Interesting. What do you think, Art? I was surprised at this because um, it did taste different to me than the others. It, it, I know it's a single barrel, but it really stuck out to me. That that tropical fruit note was more pronounced. The banana was a huge thing on the nose for me. The spice was a little more muted than on the previous ones, and um, I just 
thought it tasted great at that proof too. That higher proof I really appreciated. Um, I gave it a three. Yeah, you like it, I can tell. You're drinking it fast. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I gave it a three. It was nice. But uh, it was it could it could be a four. But I, I also I take I take issue with the with them not giving us the more information on the barrel. It's like say I go to one store and buy it and I go to another buy another single barrel. I can't tell it's gonna be the same barrel. You know? Well, it's not going to be a single barrel. It's a, it's a single barrel. Sometimes you get multiple. I, I've been uh, to stores where they have multiple barrels, mm-hmm. and so you you know that oh, I liked this barrel, so you'll 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 hunt that you'll hunt that barrel. Yeah. Well, I would agree with Harm. I think when you're buying a single barrel product, you know that every barrel is going to be different, and when you find one you really like, it's nice to be able to go back to it. And this doesn't really afford you that opportunity. Yeah. What did you think about the whiskey, though? Well. Uh, um, to date, of the several we've tasted, uh, it was my favorite uh, so far. Uh, I thought it was really nice. I would agree with you that the tropical notes, particularly the banana, comes out quite a bit, especially when you add a little bit of water. The water really opened it up, really brought out a lot of the tropical notes as well as the, the banana. I thought it was pleasant. I thought it was really balanced. I thought it was very nice. I appreciated the higher proof. And as I said, it had a wonderful mouth feel and uh, really was just a, a, an excellent uh, go-to everyday bourbon. So I give it a solid three sips, bordering on four. Interesting. Yeah, I would have liked this if it had a little bit less bite on the end of it. And then it would See, I didn't get the bite got, on the end. I, got, I do a drop of water. Do a yeah. drop of water. Yeah, but I mean, without the drop of water... You know, you still have that little bite to it. And I would have liked it. I didn't really you know. see that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I I enjoyed it, but you know what? Nothing we say matters for this one because all of our listeners are going to be out in different parts of the country, or, or actually, how many countries are we in? I don't remember. We're in several countries. So, for all of we you looking for a single one, barrel, you're not going to find this one. the number one broadcast in Kazakhstan. So, <laughs> you'll, never, right. you'll never find the barrel we got. And if you do, you won't know if you did. All right. Well, we'll have Maury introduce our next product, the 1792 Port Finish. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Uh, the next expression is, again, from the folks at 1792. And it is the Port Finish, as you mentioned. It clocks in at 44.5% ABV. It won a double gold in the 2016 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. That means it was a unanimous vote, for those of you unaware. Uh, it spent two additional years in port barrels uh, finishing. Uh, it's got a beautiful color. Uh, I must admit the color on all the 1792s is fairly comparable. There's really none that stands out as particularly more or less colorful. Uh, on the nose, you get apples, pears, nuts, and oak. There's a little bit of cinnamon and some baking spice and a faint hint of fresh wood. You really don't get a lot of imminent uh, flavors of port on the nose. On the palate, it's got a nice mouthfeel. It's got some sweet port notes, a little bit of apple and brown sugar and ripe berries. The finish is more of a burnt caramel and jammy fruit, and it lingers on and on. Um, as far as my, uh, my thoughts on this compared to the other offerings, I was really hopeful that this would be wonderful. I do love some port-finished bourbons quite a lot. I think in comparison to some of the other port-finished products, this one falls a little bit short. Uh, I think especially on the heels of the single barrel, it also falls a little bit short. Um, I think it's a nice bourbon, but uh, I'd I'd give it a solid two-sip rating. Wow. 
Well, isn't that nice? I can offer. Let me offer you one tip on this one because the first time I tried this, that's you know, I, I opened it up and I've had plenty of port finished whiskeys, bourbons, and scotches, and the nose is very muted on the port, and the port influence wasn't is in your face. You know, an angel's envy. It's it's in your face. It's yeah, on top. that's what that's, that's um, I'm guessing. Which which is great. I mean, it's just a different style. Yeah. Um, but on this one, absolutely take this. Just give it a few drops of water, yeah, use and you port. will be amazed at how much the port comes forward once you put a little water in it. Bob handed them the little the little yeah. water. Uh, Thank you, sir. May for, I have another? But but the, yeah. the, the bottle stayed in front of Bob the entire time. <laughs> yeah, man. It's mine. <laughs> I feel the same so, problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no problem with it. But it, once you put just a few drops of water in this, I mean, and it's not a, it's not going to be a, a jump in your face and blow your head off port. But you put a few drops of water in it, and the port really, definitely comes out a lot more than it does with no water. So, okay, well, give, fair enough. Give that one a try. Uh, you know, for me. Um, Again, it's a different style than other ported whiskeys. It's not as port heavy. Um, which, it's got it's to be the barrel because it's well, and two it's, years, you know, right? and it's a barrel thing too. But you know, it's you know they're they're going for a different style. It's uh, you know some are going for a lot more port, some are going for a lesser port, and and you know whiskey companies all over the world that are doing barrel finishes that are going either or. Um, this one I think is leaning more towards that, and and you know the more heavy port finishes do seem to lose some people because you know hey I want whiskey I don't want jammy raisins you know um for me i you know i think it's i think it's a, i think it's a great whiskey uh, you know it's got a great mouth feel the port opens up with water i get apples i get berries you know i give it a good solid three interesting well, what do you think brent well for me port and bourbon just pair very well together so really have you if you had a ported bourbon before <laughs> really <laughs> so, so I've never known so you to I, like ported bourbon. Yeah, yeah, so I, so I actually do like it. But West, I mean, it's a six. This is Wes Henderson's adopted son. So yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a six year bourbon, and then it's two years in the port. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that. But it's, you know, it's got the classic of the vanilla and the caramel, and I get some uh, cherries. And what I do is I get a, I get a bit of French toast. I get that cinnamon. It's yeah. just like a French toast. It's yeah. a French toast taste. That's what I get. You know, it's got a nice, uh, nice lengthy finish. It's a nice, pleasant pour. If I, if I were to compare it, I want to say that, you know, it's like a Manhattan on your way towards a Manhattan without having a Manhattan. It's kind of how I, how I have it, and I don't like mixed drinks. That oh, much, great! So. Now we've been kicked out of New York. Thank now you, we've Brent. Been kidding. Oh, awesome! <laughs> Yay! On the road to Manhattan. Awesome! <laughs> uh, one more place we're banned. Right, but um, <sighs> damn, Manhattan was nice last time I was there. It was oh, good. Well. It was, but so, but yeah, but I give it a solid three. All right. Very solid three. Well, I think uh, it's my turn, gents, and I think you guys all underscored here. Mm-hmm. I, I think this, you know, just as I was disappointed with the sweet wheat not being sweet enough, I'm looking for that sweetness. I love my bourbon with a port finish. Yeah. I, I, I do too. I mean, I think they pair well. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, and as both of uh, Maury and Brent suggested, this is not that high port like the Angels Envy, and it's not like we we did a, a single malt whiskey dinner 
for National Scotch Day recently, and uh, yeah, it's not like a ported single malt. Qu- Quinta yeah. Ruban from Glenmorangie, which is like that's huge. Port. Yeah, it's like jam. Yeah, right. This is not there. Yeah, this is this is subtle, and I, yeah. I appreciate the heck out of that. I appreciated that too, and I thought a little cold water brought out the raisins, mm-hmm. but at first it was apple and pear. The spice is there. The port is it's it's, it's surprising to me that it spent two years in port barrels and it didn't pick up more ports. So I'm wondering I what agree. kind of barrels they use. I think that the uh, the port influence for the amount of time spent. Was yeah, it's nominal. It, who knows what kind of barrels they're sourcing? Or it's it's all you know. It's their style, their house style. And regardless of that, I love the finish. The fruit was there. Um, it was not over the top like some other port finished whiskeys, but I enjoyed the elegance of this whiskey. So I gave it a solid four sips, kids. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I I'm you know my bordering between three and four but yeah, you can't get was, three and a quarter yet you, you, you've got to go three you got to go four so i yep, got you yep i had the same thing i was yep. you know very solid on my three it was yeah this, this one I, I hope this becomes a, a at least a semi-permanent returning yeah. oh very much thing. so because Part of the lineup can, yeah. the the cost is is very reasonable i mean it's for yeah. for something that's spent two years in a, uh, a port barrel the cost is still under fifty dollars and that's you know it's affordable for everybody. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. There's. There's absolutely nothing. And you have a different um, appreciation of who everyone is. There are people who drink Old Crow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this is not. A, yeah, but Old Crow isn't finished in a port barrel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. yeah. If it was, it might be a little bit more tasty. You know, it might be finished in a jar of Kool Aid for all we know. All right. Well, we're going to go on to our, our to our last product, which is the 1792 Full Proof. Um, this is bottled at uh, 62.5 ABV. Uh, it's bottled at the same proof that it actually went into the barrel. It is not barrel proof. In other words, coming out, you know, what it came out at the barrel at. They they take it down to the proof that they entered it in at the barrel, which I think is brilliant because that also allows them to have a release, hopefully in the near future, and do single barrel barrel proof, which would be one more that I could add to the collection. Um, New Oak barrels were filled at 125 proof in the fall of 2007. They were left to age in warehouses E, N, and I for eight and a half years. Um, Warehouse I is one of the oldest at the Barton 1792 distillery. All the warehouses are seven stories high, metal clad, concrete bottom floors, and windows all around the outside, allowing some direct sunlight inside, and the bourbon was not chill filtered. Um, As you can can hear, we're we're, we're retasting. Uh, this one is absolutely my favorite of of, of the five. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I, I always tend to go toward the higher proof anyway. Um, I, I'd rather have something that's He's a lush. I'd rather have something that comes in at higher proof and allows me to add water to it to bring it down to my palate. Plus, I, I enjoy the higher proof because it's more what it came out the barrel at. You know, it's it's more you know what God intended it to be when it when it came forward. You're talking about barrel proof again. This is a different thing. It's not barrel proof. Exactly. That's why I'm saying I, I think full proof is closer to. I it. think full yeah. proof was a brilliant maneuver because I'm I'm you know, on bended knee and hoping that they come out with a single barrel barrel proof because I'll be mm-hmm. the first one in line for it. And I agree. This is. The their closest thing they have to date to a barrel proof product and again barrel proof is yeah is uh, the I, ultimate I, and a lot of stuff that you know a lot of a lot of producers are putting stuff out honestly you know they're they're, they're taking it down below proof? proof 
Is anyone else doing it like this? We put it they're at 125. The, no, honestly, this is the only one I'm aware of that actually is one. doing that. I mean, there are people doing barrel proof, and there are people doing it, you know, 80, 90, doing it bottled and bond, but but taking it back to original entry proof, I, I think they're the only ones out there that are doing it, at least the only ones I'm aware of. So, Which is clever. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I think again, I think they're doing a good job. Well, we'll come back and we'll go over our tasting notes. But baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view And we're back. Uh, we're discussing the 1792 distillery, and we're going over our tasting notes for the uh, 1792 foolproof. Um, but not foolproof. If you're a fool, you can still hurt yourself. Well, the, the world's full of them. Go to Washington. You can't throw a rock without hitting one of those. Follow me around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely picking up on this. Notes of cherry and vanilla, little cocoa. Um, the that that cocoa it, really stuck out for yeah, me. Yeah, the cocoa is is big. It's very very big. The proof on this is, yeah, I mean, you taste it, but it's it's you know it's not burning your nose, not burning your eyes. It's it's up there, but it's not overpowering. At least I don't think it is. Um, but then again, as you said, I'm a lush. Um, <laughs> You know, cinnamon, baking I, spices. I whispered it. It doesn't mean like I said it to your face. Well, no, you're facing the other way when you said it. Um, it's got a got a beautiful finish to it. It's you know, it's got a nice burn to it, um, but not overpowering. It's it's not you know going down and taking the skin out of your throat because again, 125 is is high, but you know, 120, 125 for some whiskeys is high and some whiskeys it's not. Um, this one is one of those it's not. Um, you know, this one overall, it's hitting all the notes for me. Um, again, I, this is another one I hope that they keep putting out. And this one, it's not like they're sourcing port barrels. It's not like they have to, you know, do up another batch of wheat, whiskey. You know, this is, they're starting out with base product and they're, you know, they're putting it back in at 125. So, uh, you know, I hope they're listening to me. Amy, I hope you're listening to us. Uh, please make this one a, a regular on the line because I would, I'd buy this on a regular basis. I give do this they a have solid stock? four. Yeah, four is definitely. Do they have enough stock? This was bottled in 2000. I mean, this was uh, bo- barreled in 2007. This, they pulled it out Well, this, this year, one right? was. I don't, you know, it's the original 1792 used to, when everybody had unlimited supplies, you know, years ago, and everyone had age statements on everything. This was originally an eight-year product, all of, you know, just the regular 1792, so... Um, hopefully they've, you know, hopefully they've got enough in 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 the rickhouses there. I mean, they got quite a few. If you go to the distillery, you really only see, 
you see you see the one right there by the parking lot but yeah over the hill is where everything else is at good stuff uh yes i mean they they, you know it's it's a pretty big operation and i gotta say it's it's one of my favorite distilleries to visit um the first time i went there was years ago when they first i I think it was that first i think they just started really doing tours um but you would you know they're not on the uh they're not on the trail and they're sort of off to the side of Bardstown, so they're not down near Heaven Hill and Willet and all of that. So I think it was sort of the distillery that, you know, the real geeks went to, you know, the tourists kind of missed. And, and I always love going here because the, the people at the, the gift shop were so nice. Uh, you know, they would take you around, show you everything. It was, it was, it, you know, it just sort of had a more of a family feel than some of the big industrial places. So they they've always had a soft spot in my heart. It's it's one of my favorite one of my favorite places to go. Harm, what do you think? Well, speaking of soft spots, my soft spots in my head. No, it never did heal from never birth. Never did, did heal. It? No, we call it Harm's reset button. If we push <laughs> on it, his eyes roll back and he starts talking funny. I'm not an android. No, um. I really enjoyed this. Thank you guys very much. Thank you for introducing this one to me. I carry this, but I've never actually opened a bottle. I think I brought this bottle to the this evening. It was, but uh, I'd never opened a bottle. I didn't have time, and I'm glad we really opened it. We opened it tonight. The I agree with every tasting note Bob had the cherry and the vanilla, but the cocoa really hit me. It wasn't the sweet caramel that um, that you expect. Uh, the baking spices are there. The cocoa just kept coming back, even on the palate. I love the rice spice. The 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 finish was long and mouth coating. This was heavy on the palate. You can tell this whiskey has age. It has weight. It's a beautiful whiskey. I drank it without water and with water, and I gave it a solid four. All right. That's classified. Brent, what do you think? Well, I really enjoyed it. It was it was. I agree with all those all those tasting notes that you guys put out there, but you know I got the and I I got a little some nick licorice with the mine as well. Mm, I taste a little, yeah. I got a little bit of licorice, like a little okay. black licorice. Let's water. try you with a clean glass, my friend. Let's pour him another. <laughs> Let's pour me another. No. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> you know, it's I, I really want this to be a cast strength. Instead of uh, a full proof, know, but a full proof. I'm I, really, I like the I mean, fact that they're doing the full proof. I, 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 I love the it. fact, and I just and I love the fact that that we can talk about maybe next time we have a cast strength, and mm. you know. So are I, you listening, I love Amy? That. Oh, please, are you listening? But, please, <laughs> that's the gods of with every, with every one proof. of these, I get that dryness on my tongue. You know, with every single one of these, these seventeen ninety two. I, did, I didn't get the dryness on these last two that I got on the first two. The, I, I still get a little bit of it. Last I two mean, were not I still dry. get a little bit of it. But but you know, with that said, and everything, I really enjoyed it. And I give it a solid four. That's classified. All right, Maury, what'd you think? Well, the thing that struck me the most is uh, the mouthfeel. I thought it was really nice, really viscous, really lush on the palate. It really coated the mouth. I would agree with your initial comment, Bob, that I thought it was really my favorite offering of everything we've tasted this evening. That's the first time anyone's ever agreed. With I know. I hate to agree with you. I just hate it. Holy cow! But uh, now, now I think you're you're obliged to marry him or something. I think anybody can do a cask strength, and although I look forward to a single now barrel cask strength, my girlfriend. <laughs> I look forward. 
forward to a single barrel cast strength, uh, but I think it's they're sister. unique in being a 125 uh, entry proof, and uh, I think conceptually I like 125 it. entry and 125 exit. They're doing that, or not exit, but they're bo- bottling. Exactly, but I, I think that's a pretty cool concept to bring it back to entry level proof. Um, I thought it was terrific. It was again, it was my favorite. It was balanced. It was lush. It was just just delicious on the palate um and uh i'd like to see more and as i said uh whether they come out with a single barrel at full cast strength or not this is as close as cast strength as they have right now and uh, i do love the cast strength i agree with you bob allowing us to add a little bit of water to tone it down to our particular palate is really nice and uh, they haven't taken anything away from it so with that i give it a solid four sips all right is that unanimous? Was that the that's unanimous? Four, four, four. Nice. four's around. That, that almost never happens. Yeah, yeah, that's like a it's a rarity for us. Yeah, I, 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 everyone knows I'm a you know I'm a cast strength junkie, but, uh, but really it's not that you know so you're in college and guys and when I was in college were drinking Everclear when it was still 190 proof trying to show that they were you know big burly men. Um, it's not a I need the higher proof. I do actually kind of enjoy higher proof on some whiskeys. On some whiskeys, I do the more Scottish thing, and I water it down to about 60 proof, and that's where I like it. But I, I for me, it's the option of being able to try it any way that I want. If it comes to me at a higher proof or even a cast strength, one, I'm getting to try it the way that it came out of the barrel, the way that it was made, the way that if I was in that rickhouse in Kentucky, if I was in that warehouse in the hills of Scotland, if I took a whiskey thief and put it in or drilled a hole in that barrel, this is exactly how it tastes. So it gives you that opportunity, which is something that you don't always have. But I, it's not so much that I only want to drink it that way. It allows me, as the consumer, to be the guy who's in control of going, okay, that's how I want it. I want it at 138.5 or whatever. But maybe i don't maybe the next guy wants to be able to water it down to 110 or the next guy wants it down at 95 or the next guy wants to bring it down to 60 or 70. it gives you the option and you know that in and of itself is is invaluable that's why you know with the scotch my whiskey society stuff i I love their products because not only does it allow me to try a bunch of different uh, distilleries single casks but they're single casks so you're trying, you know, what's in that barrel that day, and you're getting it at cast strength, which puts you in control. It basically makes you the guy who's bottling it. Some Lounge. of you people are not ready for this. This is advanced. I'm yeah, just it, saying right now. It allows well, full you proof, not foolproof. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, Bob. But uh, but for me, more than anything, I've become a cast junkie myself. But I think that the the nice thing is you're getting full flavor when you're watering it down. Um, you're not only diluting the proof, but sometimes you're really diluting the flavor. Yeah, I, I disagree with you completely, Maury. Especially with scotches, I tell people all the time: adding water adds flavor. No, no, no. Adding water opens up the flavors. Yeah. yeah. But I find that the cast strength offerings are hands down better than anything else at a traditional bottle proof. Yeah, exactly. And I'm with Maury. It doesn't add flavor. I mean, water has no flavor. It doesn't add it, 
it, what it does it is it enhances it, it, it or it opens up flavors yeah. that may not have come forward. That's right. Because if the alcohol numbs your tongue, you're yeah. not tasting anything. You're wasting your wine. But at some time, but once in a while, you'll get you know sometimes adding water to a whiskey, and I and and and, and a lot of people don't like our producer is one guy who is not a guy who adds a lot of you know he he looks at me and I don't make fun of Mike. I just point and laugh. Yeah, he always laughs at us because we do try whiskey with water, but. You know, the reason that we do is, well, you know what, we're prepared. We've got little eyedroppers and squeeze bottles so we can add it in very controlled amounts because adding water to whiskey, more often than not, will open up some flavors that you didn't know were there because there are esters and there are fusel oils and there are compounds in there you're that are alcohol Revealing based layers of flavor that you do and not And some get. that are water-based. And Correct. the water-based yeah. ones will dissolve in water and, and, and adding a little bit more water sometimes will actually open But you're up not things. watering it down yeah. to 80 proof. No, no. Yeah. You're adding a little bit yeah. of water to open up yeah. flavors. And, and, and sometimes adding water will open up flavor. And sometimes adding water Can will just it. water down whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So that's why when I'm doing it, I'm doing it very controlled. I mean, I've had some really amazing whiskeys, and you know, especially single malts, and drank them sort of more in the Scottish style, where I water them down to seventy or well, this even is, sixty proof. This is why proof. I don't use ice because but, you put the yeah. ice in them, you, you lose well, the control. Well, the white the ice gives you the water, but it also you lose control in the fact because it's 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 bringing down the temperature constantly as well, melting. and constantly, that's and yeah. that's you know that's the other problem. Yeah, and it's constantly melting, so it's constantly adding more water, so you never stop. Uh, I don't have a problem with cold whiskey per se, you know, cool whiskey per se, but cold sort of shuts the flavor down and, and constantly adding water is, is generally not, you know, a, a good thing. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. What are you going to do? We but, all disagree here. We're all going to argue, but you do what you want to do. Feel good, kids. You're a special rainbow. He said doo-doo. And <laughs> been waiting for an entire episode I'm for sorry, him to say it. Yes, no, said I, it. I'm, actually, no. What's, what's, what's the thing that the hippy-dippy people say? Uh, you're a snowflake. You're a snowflake. Add water. Don't add water. Add ice. Don't add ice. <laughs> I think somebody's had too oh much gosh. 1792. <laughs> I'm my own special snowflake. Cut him off. <laughs> well, you know what? Was, what was everybody's thoughts on, on you know on the range in in general? In general, I thought they did a nice job. I think the range is well balanced. I think they have a nice uh, set of offerings. I think there's a little something for everybody, and uh, I thought they did a very nice job. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think the range is good. The, for the price points, they they hit everything. I'm just not a fan of their introductory level stuff. This the last two to me. You, you, you saw our reviews. Uh, those are the port is my style with the sweetness and that um, that that foolproof. Hey, I think they've got a great gimmick there. Got a great gimmick. What do you think, Brent? Okay, I loved it. I love it. I mean, I love it. I love the bottle. The bottles. You know, I mean, the bottles. Uh, is it's, it's one of a kind. It's an Art Deco bottle, like I mentioned before. It's it's beautiful. Well, it looks really more like a cognac bottle. Well, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. You know? yeah. I mean, or he hit beautiful. it on the head. It absolutely looks like a cognac bottle. Yeah. It's like a Cavassier or, or an XO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I've been to the story a few times. I've been there, I think, uh, four times, and uh, and I love going there. And each time they have a, a different product that uh, that you can sample and and things, and and I enjoyed it. One of the things that I that I love about going there is that you can get some other products and you can see some other products that they make but one of the things if you're ever in the gift shop they make a chocolate bourbon cream and I realize it's not 1792 but this chocolate bourbon cream if you add it with a 50-50 mix with some cream soda 
you will have I, I'm everybody sorry, I, loving you with I, that. I, I, I cannot get behind you on this, Brent. Why? Why not? I, I, just, I mean, next time dessert. I bring some back, I bring some back every time I go He's up there. correct, though. And it's, it it's is delicious. Several distilleries delicious. have cream-based bourbon products. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Trace being another yeah. one. Their yeah. bourbon yeah, cream Buffalo is Trace fabulous. Is I would, I would tell you, one? it's not, it's, you know, it's like, ba- you know, like Bailey's is, I swear, yeah. I, I think that stuff's no, made out of nuclear waste because you can open a bottle and not refrigerate it and come back six months later still no, drinking that's it. Yeah, this stuff you have this to This stuff's all natural, and I've had it from there and I've had you know this sister offering it to Buffalo Trace it's no, no, not no. my everyday See, I'm, sort of I'm thing I'm not against the whole bourbon cream, ice cream cream it's, it's the greatest dessert. thing in the world oh, on ice cream oh my God. it's dessert yeah. did you oh, not oh. listen to his whole statement and that's you what t- Freddie at Buffalo Trace told me to do ice cream that's what uh, I do cream. Listen I, to Freddie. It, I use it with cream soda yeah. oh my gosh wow. I give it to or anybody or root beer so Yankee his whole yeah, his, yeah. That was the point I was making. He took this beautiful chocolate cream that has been laced with bourbon, then he yeah. added cream soda to it. Yeah, yeah. I like to add. I know. This is a defect this. of your soul, Brent. Mm-hmm. I know. You're but, dead inside, you know, man. But it's yeah. great. I mean, yeah, your soul is hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great visiting the store. You get to see all the all the different products they make: the gin, the rum, the the bourbon. You get to go into the Rick houses. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent tour when you go. Yeah, the there. bottling line there yeah. is fascinating because oh, they do they do bottling for a lot of other companies, and you'll see a lot of other stuff that doing there and it's it's uh it, it, it it's very very interesting it is it is very interesting and i i mean i encourage everybody to go and uh, and visit you know even though it's not on the trail it's it's a not it's a it's a place you have to go you don't want to miss this one you know so and uh, and take advantage of their offerings that they have there even if it's chocolate bourbon cream i it's on the list i'm not going to put any freaking <laughs> ginger ale or whatever it's great cream place. Soda in it. it's not a- happening a81 yeah no no i don't think so yeah. it's a great place to visit while you're waiting for the tour at will it coming out of heaven hill <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think it's pretty unanimous. Everybody was really happy with the with the line. Um, you know, great products, uh, really nice, really nice distillery, nice people. Uh, you know, I can't say enough about them. Um, I just hope they keep doing the foolproof. That's that's all I can say. Uh, and and please do a do a barrel strength one. And the bottles look pricey. Yeah, it's it's, it's very reasonable price for everything. Impress your friends. They lie about the sweet wheat. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sick Suds and Smokes on iTunes or the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Want to thank our co-host, Brent? Oh, thanks. I can't wait to get out of this basement. <laughs> Maury? Is it daylight yet? No. And Harmeet? Can I spend the night? My wife doesn't want me back at 3 a.m. <laughs> All right. For Sip, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Band Bob. And we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. Then don't drink it. I won't. <laughs> you got to see that old Crow review I posted.
Somebody unlock the door and let me out of the basement. I swear we should just stop drinking so much in advance on the show. Let me have some more of that foolproof. <laughs> Again, not foolproof, Maury. Not foolproof. No, not foolproof. Ah, so delicious. Oh, pour me another. <laughs> been a one tan hand production of sip suds and smokes a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life from the dude in the basement studios your host the good old boys will see you all next time